0: The following contest is a first-round match in the Kings of Consoles Tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 74th Seed, a 1989 platforming puzzle game from Imagineering, a boy and his blob, Trouble on blob And its opponent, the 55th Seed, A 1991, side-scrolling beat-em-up from acclaim, Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones! Your ringside judges are Ricky Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say but round one! 24 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we try to find the best game for each home video game console by means of giant tournaments. Uh, You've caught us week 24, which actually at the end of this episode, we're going to be two-thirds of the way through round one. That literally just occurred to me as I saw the number 24. Uh, This week we are seeing number 55, Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones, take on number 74, A Boy and His Blob, Trouble on Blobolonia. I'm Pat Dooley.
1: And I'm Ricky Drago.
0: And if you joined us last week, uh, you heard us talk about a game that took us both by surprise by uh, uh, Metal Storm, if you will, uh, as Metal Storm knocked off Double Dragon 2, uh, The Revenge. So it looks like Double Dragon 3 will be looking for revenge for The Revenge uh, as it takes on A Boy in His Blob. Uh, which, by the way, both games have a subtitle, and I don't like either of them. The Sacred Stones or Trouble on Blobolonia. All I'm doing saying Blobolonia. I'm just gonna say it guys this week
1: both of them would have been eliminated if we had oh, to. Yeah.
0: yeah this is uh, uh shades of um I'm trying to think of a week where we didn't really care for either of them like uh snake rattle and roll and Astronax, uh we like I was better but it wasn't like way better uh jackal and skater die 2... It's one of those episodes where it's like, eh, somebody's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> They're so, all really... Uh... Yeah. Well, when we get to the end of it, when we announce who the winner will be facing in round two, um, we can all breathe a sigh of relief because we know it won't make it any farther um but we always start by talking about the underdog which in this case is the number 74 seed according to ign's list of the 100 greatest nes games of all time a boy in his blob trouble on blobolonia which is a 198 uh sorry it's a 1989 puzzle platform game developed by a company called imagineering not to be confused with imagineering the organization within disney that comes up with all the theme park attractions uh, the titular Blob shapeshifts, depending on what flavor jelly bean the titular boy feeds him as they try to stop an evil emperor and save the planet Blobolonia. Uh It won best of show at the 89 Consumer Electronics Show and won a Parents' Choice Award in 1990 for, quote, portraying positive human values, high quality software, intelligent design, and the ability to hold the player's interest, end quote. Right. <laughs> IGN ranked it the 74th best game for the NES, but when it was re-released on the virtual console, only gave it a 4.5 out of 10, um, despite the fact that it was an identical game. Uh, a sequel was made for Game Boy, and it was remade for the Wii uh, in, I think, oh9 So, Ricky, had you played this one? I know this came out when you were an infant. Um, <laughs> had, you, had you gone back over the years to pick it up? No,
1: this was the first time. I did hear about the remake. Because I was really into, like, playing all these, in- what I thought was indie-type games. Uh-huh. I guess not, but I still <laughs> didn't play it. But, uh, yeah, this I, one completely
0: missed it. I had played it as a kid, uh, and I did not like it as a kid. And it turns out I still don't really like it as an adult. <laughs> um, it's a weird game. It's a very weird game. It's a big swing, which I give it credit yes. for. They tried... They came up with something that I've I, I never seen before. Like, this is... It's a very unique puzzle game. Uh, like I mentioned, you have... You know, it's a boy and his blob, and you feed the blob jelly beans to turn it into different things to help you solve puzzles. It's right. kind of like uh, scribble knots where, like, you you know, you...
1: Ring, you draw something, you know, a yeah.
0: bear, and then a bear shows up, and you use the bear to knock the beehive down so you can climb the tree or, you know, whatever. Uh, but in this case, it's, you know, you feed him a tangerine-flavored jelly bean to turn him into a trampoline so you can jump on him to get up to the platform that you can't reach uh, on your own. Uh, actually, let's just do a real quick rundown of the beans, uh, because I I wasn't, in my hour of playing, I didn't quite figure out why I would need all of these, um, but tangerine does give you a trampoline, a yep. beer turns him into a rocket... Uh, honey turns him into a hummingbird. Punch turns him into a hole, which is funny, you know, you punch holes. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. licorice turns him into a ladder. Strawberry turns him into a bridge. Coconut turns him into a coconut, uh, which you can then throw at enemies. Uh, cola turns him into a bubble. Cinnamon turns him into a blowtorch. Apple turns him into a jack. And vanilla turns him into an umbrella. There are also ketchup jelly beans, but I could never get him to eat one, so I don't know if they actually do anything or if it's just a joke that ketchup jelly beans are a gross idea.
1: Yeah, I never I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do that one either.
0: Um so, I guess uh, probably the main issue that I imagine both of us had. We haven't talked about this part in any sort of depth before we started recording. The controls on this are awful. Terrible. I just and There's there's no jumping. There's no jumping yeah.
1: button. It was so weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to, like, to jump, you have to turn him into a trampoline and then run into him to bounce up.
1: So weird. Or
0: climb him like a ladder if you want to go up. Um, I, I made a note that How did nobody in playtesting decide that maybe Homeboy needed some treads on his shoes so he doesn't slide around and die constantly from running into something despite (laughs) me no longer pushing him in that direction? Like he just goes sliding right off a ledge if you don't stop pushing, you know, left or right, you know, five strides before he gets to the end because he's just going to skid right off the end. And the, no, no yeah, preservation instinct on that boy.
1: And and the story the story is just so weird. It's just like, all right, you're in New York City, and you have to go, I guess, to get treasure for the blob or something. <laughs> and Then you go like to the it's at night. You go to the sewers, and I don't know. It's just like, what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you like you go down. Like basically, the game starts where you're just on a city street, and there's no real because again, this is these are the days before tutorial levels and. Maybe this was in the instruction manual, but you basically just run around and you experiment with jelly beans and then eventually you figure out, oh, I can go down these stairs into the subway and then you go down into the subway. It's like, oh, there's some treasure up there. Let me, you know, make a ladder and climb up and get it. Okay, now what? And then you, you know, through more experimentation, figure out, oh, I need to make a hole and fall down into the sewers under the subway tunnel. Um, But this is one of those games where and we've played a few like this at this point where you where it's like puzzle based but you have a lot of times you have to die first to know what you're not supposed to do before like there you know there are parts where if you you know punch a hole in one part of the subway station you will just fall for like three screens and die but if you do it like two screens over in the subway you'll land safely on a platform which there's no way of knowing that that's where you're supposed to make the hole unless you did it in the wrong place the first time. Which wouldn't be an issue if you had unlimited lives, like in, you know, Metal Storm, for example, Uh, and you just, you know, keep coming back where you were, but if every, like, three or five, I think it's five deaths, you go back to the very beginning of the game, lose all your treasure, start from scratch. So, there's pattern memorization as well as just kind of overall frustration of I gotta make this hole again run under this enemy again burn that spider web again over and over and over
1: again it's just over again yeah and then you go you jump up and the way you jump it makes you feel like you're falling but you're just it's weird the transitions are weird Mm -hmm. It, it was just weird and uh I mean, I, th- I thought it was pretty creative, though. Like, oh, I, like you said, creative. it was a beta scribble scribblenauts for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, that, uh, there's definitely like I admire them for for like I said, taking a big swing. Like this was yeah. this was them trying to do something new, uh, which you know they get some credit for in my book, but it, the execution of it is just really bad.
1: Yeah, and and I thought the blob animations and all that they look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So I give that to them. And also, I thought the theme song in the beginning in the, ooh, sounded like Indiana Jones a little
0: bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it, like, it literally starts with like a da 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 and Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know, it goes it like, crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, no, a little there's,
1: weird.
0: There's definitely some inspiration. Because this came out the same year as Last Crusade uh, in 89. So, there you go. So, there was probably, probably some intentional crossover there. But yeah, the game was
1: all right. It's okay. It wasn't... Like I said, it was probably, at the time, pretty... Uh, like, wow, this is pretty cool that you get to do all this stuff, because I'd never seen anything like this before. Yeah. But, but the controls are terrible. I think the story was terrible. Yeah. And I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't that fun. It was not
0: that fun. No. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah, not... It was not fun enough to be as hard as it was. Because if you play a game that's super hard, but it's like, oh, I'm having a really good time trying to figure this puzzle out. This was not that. Um, Speaking of also not fun, uh, its opponent is Double Dragon 3 The Sacred Stones, which is a 1991 side-scrolling beat-em-up developed by Technos and published by Acclaim. It's loosely based on the arcade game Double Dragon 3 The Rosetta Stone, uh, but it's not a direct port. Uh, the Japanese version of Sacred Stones does keep the Rosetta name, uh, but it's the same game as Sacred Stones, just with the name of the other game, because why should things not be confusing? Uh, remember Marion, Billy's girlfriend who was murdered at the start of the last game? Well, she's alive again, and <laughs> she's been kidnapped. And the only of witness... Uh, The only witness, Brett, dies before he can tell the Lee brothers the identity of the people who took her. Uh, This game was a huge flop, uh, leaving a claim with approximately a half million unsold copies. So we were talking last week about how Metal Storm, you know, an an NIB copy of Metal Storm is uh, like four grand on eBay. You could probably get a copy of Double Dragon 3 pretty cheap because there is such a surplus of them. Uh, and just one other note, uh, the opening of the two-player version of the game, because this like two has a two-player co-op mode, uh, refers to the brothers uh, Billy and Jimmy as Bimmy and Jimmy, uh, <laughs> instead of Billy and Jimmy, which has become kind of a meme. Uh, if you ever come across Bimmy and Jimmy, that's what it's talking about. That's great.
1: Yeah. yeah. So ba- this is another double dragging game. Those yeah. games don't change, no. I feel. The Although, difference is this one, you go around the world.
0: Yeah.
1: so it's international. Right. Uh, the music is cool. It's still good. Yes. yes. It is. Double Dragon. Dragon is known for the music, I feel.
0: I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely... There's a style. They, and they don't even really sound the same, but it's, it has that feel of, oh, yeah. this is Double Dragon music. Um. But I, this one is
1: also a little bit easier. <laughs> it's hard but easier because there, there's a there's a way that you could cheat like throughout the game. I feel I I found I was like okay if I do this, I'm gonna beat every bar every guy. <laughs> I don't know if you.
0: I did not figure out how to cheat it because I my notes are that this is significantly harder than two because the hit detection is really bad. Right. Um, when you're throwing punches and kicks, I guess I never figured out what combo I needed to be doing to make them easy. So, if, the trick
1: is if you get the spinning kick, like the... Uh-huh. So, if you rack up a lot of those, you could just kill anybody with that kick.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, this kick, and I, I've looked it up, and a lot of people are like, Oh, yeah, if you get this kick, you could beat the whole game in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> huh.
0: Oh, yeah, that was definitely not my experience, as we'll get to <laughs> later was... in the episode. <laughs> because I was
1: like, okay, this kick is seems to be broken when I was playing. I was like, I'm like knocking out people left and right. And yeah, mm-hmm. so that just took out the fun of the game. Because I'm like, oh, okay, they added this like That's broken funny, cause... gimmick.
0: Yeah. That's funny, because the thing that, that made the game not fun for me was that I wasn't doing that and just getting my butt handed to me over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I made a note that it feels like I'm being in a like I'm in a wrestling match where my opponent doesn't want to sell. Like I'm hitting my moves and they're missing me by a mile and I'm going down. Um, I do like some of the new animated the new move animations, like that uh, assisted drop kick that some of the bad guys do. Yeah. Um, the like the flipping throw animation where you can like jump up and over somebody and grab them and and flip them. Uh, and that, like, the triangle kick off the wall I thought was cool. I don't remember being able to do that in the previous games. Um, there is still a whole lot of punching women in this game. Um, <laughs> if possibly more yeah, I mean, than yeah. there was in the second one. Um, I also made a note of, if I didn't know the mythology of the previous games, I'd think my character's name was Billy Bearhands. Um, because at the bottom of the screen it, says, it has your character's name and the weapon you're using. But 99% of the time, you're just fighting with your bare hands, so it just says, Billy, bare hands. Sometimes it's Billy, nunchuck. Sometimes it's Billy, knife. Uh, And speaking of which, like, I appreciate there's a real attention to realism in the fighting. I don't know if you caught this, but you know how, like, you're in a fight, and somebody comes after you with a bottle, and then you take that bottle, and you hit somebody else with it, and then you kick the guy that had the bottle and he disappears. And then the bottle disappears with him. Yes. He Nails that. It's just like a real fight.
1: <laughs>
0: all uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just um, like a real fight. Just like a real fight. Yeah. It's all right. Um, one other note I made. I made a lot of notes about where I died that we'll get into uh, when we talk about our high scores and how far we made it. Um. In all capital letters, who, Brett, who is the one to fear the most? Because every time I got a game over, which was a lot, you have to go back to that stupid dojo and beat up the bad guy and then run over to Brett to check on him and see what happened to Marion, and he tells you again that the one you have to fear most is... and then dies. So who, Brett? Who am I supposed to fear? Yeah.
1: This game, the double dragon is just... It's a classic game. We all know it, but when you play it again, it's like, "Oh man, this is all it was." <laughs> right. It, it's like Double Dragon One. I remembered. I think it was just four bubbles. <laughs> I think that's it. That
0: sounds about right. Yeah.
1: So this one, I'm pretty sure I was pretty close to beating it, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know
0: well, um do you want to go ahead and uh, compare how far we made it in both of these or do you
1: have yeah to let's do it, it let's... no yeah. there's no there's no more you could say this game is yeah. like if you played a double dragon you played them all
0: yeah although I one thing I did know is I feel like the graphics were slightly worse in this one
1: yeah it was worse than two yeah, yeah I agree I agree I agree like I don't
0: know if it's because they wanted to be able to fit more stuff on screen, so they just made everything smaller and less detailed. But I I don't feel like there were that many more enemies on the screen than in previous games, or that much more detailed backgrounds. I just felt like it was slightly crappier character design.
1: Yeah, it just felt like a different studio made it. I feel like a different team made it, or something, I don't know.
0: It was still Technos, so it must have maybe just been different people at Technos making it. So weird. Or there were, like, massive budget cuts or something. But, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, since we're already on the the topic of of Double Dragon, I'm going to take a wild guess that you made it farther than I did because I never got out of the States.
1: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I made it to Chapter 4. Mission 4. I was in Italy. Mm, Very nice. Yeah, right?
0: (laughs) Lucky, lucky. I'm telling you,
1: once, if, if this game moves on and you play the, what do you call it, the...
0: Just play it with that spinning kick. The
1: spinning kick. Just do it all day and you'll... You'll beat everybody.
0: I will have to try that. Um, uh, So, yeah. So, you made it to Italy on that one. So, that's obviously another win for you. uh, Bringing your lead to 22 to 18. uh, In the games we've played so far. Plus several ties. Uh, On a boy and his blob. I never made it out of the first area. Did you get all of the treasure in New York... Uh, I think so. I don't. I don't even know. I my points. I made
1: it was to like fifteen thousand.
0: I had the. Uh, I don't the even know. I didn't even jot down my score. But I, the farthest I got was I got the like. There's that tr the treasure countdown. At the yeah. Point. How much? The farthest my TR... I ever got it down was to nine.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, I did write the tr, and I had it. I have it down to five.
0: Okay. Well, man, you were on a run. Won a lot of these in
1: a row. I gotta kill.
0: I've
1: been drugged up, so you know <laughs> <laughs> And not in like a
0: crazy way and I'm going through some health yeah. situation. Ricky's having a medical situation, so he's doctor prescribed medications. Yes. <laughs> so what's moving on? Do we reward the the safe and predictable Double Dragon just doing a slightly crappier version of what it's already done for two games, or do we reward the the one that took a big chance and came up short? Because uh, I'll be honest, I don't want to play another hour of either of these. <laughs> I would probably rather play another hour of Double Dragon, but I think the better game. I can't believe I'm saying this, it's Boy
1: in this Blob. I agree. I was gonna give it to Boy and his Blob. I think it was very for its time innovative innovative. Yeah. I think. I think it, it tried to it had a good premise. Yeah. I think. But uh Yeah, I think the technology I'll be honest, I think the technology holds it back.
0: Yeah, that could very well be. It was trying... It bit off more than it could chew. It was an 8-bit uh, Oh, and uh,
1: crazy fact, too. The guy who made this game mm-hmm. is David Crane. And if you don't know who that is, he's oh. the guy who designed Pitfall. <laughs> so... Yeah. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Old-school game developer. Yeah. So... Uh, see, he was trying for something.
0: Yeah. All right, good for you, David. And congratulations on getting your... But handed to you by DuckTales in a couple of months because let's be honest DuckTales is gonna win you know that that's the better game
1: hey man you never know
0: that's true maybe it <laughs>
1: well. maybe I just want to you know flip it on you guys and just leave it to vote for, <laughs> for the vote.
0: turn heel on our listeners <laughs> He's voting for boy in his blob every week He's not even in this one
1: I, I, it's going to take on Super Mario Super Mario World 3 that's what it's going to do
0: it would in the finals because it's on the other half of the bracket so Boy is Blob and Super Mario Brothers 3 coming up in February of 2022 when we get to the finals of this tournament there you go <laughs> something to look forward to mark it on your calendars kids uh, yeah I guess uh, we can go into the plugs here um You can follow us on social media, of course, facebook.com slash kings of consoles at kings of consoles on Twitter and Instagram. I am at loopy date on Twitter.
1: And I'm at ricky4518.
0: And you can, of course, reach out to us via email. uh, kingsofconsolespod at gmail.com. Uh, or you can contribute to the show financially at uh, ko-fi.com slash consoles, Or you can follow along with that bracket that will be soon mounted on a wall behind me uh, at challenge.com, C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E.com slash kingsofconsoles. So pretty much kings of consoles everywhere. I found out recently that there is a used game store on Facebook called King of Console... Um, because we have been getting a lot of direct messages on our Facebook page with people uh, looking for shipping updates on games they have bought from King of Console, uh, which I uh, finally figured out and just created a canned response for those people. We are not King of Console. We are Kings of Consoles. Cause we're playing multiple consoles and there are two of us. That's how you Eek. tell the difference. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Come back on, here... guys. <laughs> join us back here next week for the number forty game, Battle Toads, as it takes That's on the number eighty nine Willow. Chuk
1: chuk chuck chuk. Sorry, I got some song stuck <laughs> in my head. That's music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, until next week. Thanks for listening and uh, play old games. Later, everyone. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, and Thanks to Captain Portal for our theme song and intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects for this week's games can be found with a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans.